Thank you. This is, a, this is a good text this morning. Um, anybody have anything they wanted to share, like something that they wanted as a kid, but they never got to get? Anybody have anything they want to share? Thing you just always wanted, Deirdre? That sounds like one of the children in my family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a pet unicorn. Yeah, that's on the list. Uh, that's on the list. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah, literally, like we just talked about this. Kayla was like, was your, was your thing you wanted to be in public school? Uh, yeah, so we all just want whatever's on the other side of the fence because, as you know, the grass is obviously greener, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we spend a lot of good uh, quality time asking God for things, as we, as we know. And uh, because it's just a little bit in our DNA, I think, sometimes. Uh, we, we ask for things. And, um, you know, who's really good asking for things, uh, as we're already talking about, right, is kids, right? Right? You guys love asking for things, don't you? Huh? Can you see? Can I have candy? It's happening right now. You guys love asking for things. Kids ask for things all the time. All the time, don't you? Oh, except for right now. It's very quiet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you think, kids? Have you guys ever asked your parents for something that you didn't get? Yeah, Jubilee. Ice cream. Ice cream? You've asked for ice cream and didn't get it before? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Anything else you guys have asked for that you didn't get? Ward? He's like, what? We're talking right now? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the other day, story, yeah. Chips, chips. yeah, you asked for chips a lot. A lot of food requests in our house. Uh, yeah, the other day, story, I asked for ice cream a couple different times throughout the day. And so later in the day, I gave him some ice cream. And she goes, what'd you say? She said, gotcha. <laughs> I said, the reason you got this ice cream is because of your loving, kind-hearted father. That's why you got this ice cream. She thought she tricked me. In our world today, when uh, there's a lot of stories and narratives uh, in our age about all-powerful genies and right, Santa Claus and magic that you can't always see or touch, right? And so sometimes we're, tr we're tempted to treat God that way, right? Uh, sometimes in our prayers, we find ourselves giving God the list, right? You know, the list. We've all got the list. And, uh, but is that really what prayer is about? Giving God our list? Is that really who God is? Someone who we give lists to? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So today we're in Luke 11, okay? And Jesus is once again, like he does, Jesus is off praying somewhere, okay? And he has returned from uh, said prayer time, and one of his disciples asks him, 
It's a great question. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. What follows is our text for today, and it begins with Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, which we're slightly uncomfortable with, if we're honest. Are you with me? I, I mean, Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer is missing a few things uh, from, the, from the usual version. So if you can look at it in your handout there. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us into the time of trial. And that's it, right? I mean, are we really okay with this? Uh, I mean, there's no mention of heaven, no will be done, no delivering us from evil. Jesus doesn't even say amen. Are you with me? Amen? Uh, so, uh, I mean, have mercy. What is this? Um, it's a bit of a bold prayer, isn't it? It's a, it's a bit of a bold prayer. It's not, really, it's not really what we would call high church. But the, these are more like words that you would say to someone that you really uh, trust, right? There's a sort of a vulnerability to the strip, this stripped-down prayer here this, uh, um, that you would say to someone. And so uh, let's keep, keep moving. If you look at, um, which I don't think it's in here, but if you look in your Bibles, if you had one of those, one of those with you, uh, it, it usually says something like perseverance in prayer. Uh, up at the top. And, uh, but I want to, I want to walk through this a little bit. I brought the whiteboard, so you're, you're all in for a treat, because if you know me, like my daughter, I'm an artist. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, verse five. And he, whoo, this is one of those markers when you take the lid off. I'm sorry, we're all going to get it. So, um, <clears throat> man. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend. All right, so here we go. This is, uh, we're, going, we're going big today. Here, I'll make it where you guys can see. So this is, oh, right. Uh, that would take too long. You don't want me to do that. This is you, okay? And suppose one of you has a friend, okay? Oh, well, no, this... This is like Uncle Ryan. He did, there's no hair in this situation. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll think about hair in a minute. Okay. Suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight. This is, this is midnight. No judging. Uh, you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. So he's got the bread. It's not a football. It's bread. Uh, three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. So this person has a friend who's come. We'll make this one a girl. You know, we got to level this up. And um, that means that this is a girl. And uh, anyway, so I've got a friend who has come uh, and I have nothing to set before her. And he answers from within. So now we're back to this guy. Do not bother me. The door has been locked 
and my children are in bed with me, and I cannot give, get up to give you anything, right? There's clearly some bad decisions here if you've ever had to sleep in the same bed as your kids, uh, you know, so everybody's snoozing, okay? So he's like, he's like, we're all in here tucked in, and you know, ain't gonna happen. Uh, so um, yeah, verse eight. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, will he get up and give him whatever he needs. Uh, yeah. It's the word of the Lord. Uh, so, um, yeah, remember, so we're in the middle of this lesson from Jesus about uh, prayer, okay? And uh, I'd like to dig into this context a little bit. And Caleb, feel free to move around where you can see the, the good stuff if you want, because you're, you're missing everything. But uh, Yes, 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 this is a course. Uh, so uh, the context for this, um, which everyone uh, in Jesus' day would have known because it's, they're, they're living in it. But uh, we're, we're talking about a Galilean village here, okay? Uh, which I'm going to articulately draw at this point. You know, there's things going on. And, uh, okay, so this is a Galilean village. If you've never seen one, it's, you know... Uh, so so the, this parable is sort of assuming this sort of context. There would have been a simple home, one, maybe two rooms, right? And bread would have been baked sort of in the, in the city center. Are you with me? Like the, the little sort of like common, common home space. This is an oven, uh, clearly. So there's, woo, there's fumes coming up. So uh, if someone here had been baking bread earlier in the day, you'd kind of know like who had some leftover bread. Are you with me? It's sort of a community, uh, community space. And so meanwhile, what's sort of going on underneath this text and underneath this context is uh, this idea of hospitality, okay? That's sort of undergirding uh, what's going on here. Hospitality was very uh, serious business for this time and this place. And failing to offer hospitality to a visitor or a friend, right, uh, wouldn't have been just not cool, but it would have been bringing, like, shame upon yourself, okay? A shame upon your whole family. And so um, there's, this, uh, there's this term also that, that keeps popping up in this text, uh, right? Uh, we read it four times, uh, the Greek word philos. Anybody know what that is? Friend. Y'all know that. Be shy. Friend. Got it? So there's this, there's this friendship uh, happening here in the text. Look at somebody and say, my friend. My friend. Y'all are with me. Y'all are with me. So uh, this, this repeats this sort of like friend, this friend, my friend, this other friend came to visit me. We're all friends, right? So there's a sort of web of friendship happening in this text um, as uh, this one goes out, arrives at this guy's house, this whole scenario. And so uh, you can think about sort of which friend you're going to be in this story. Some of you already know who you are. Some of you are, uh, are the one asleep. Some of you are the one showing up at my house late, wanting bread, right? You know who you are. 
and uh, it actually makes me think of several uh, memories from when I lived at Trevecca uh, back in the day. And um, I remember in our suite, right, there's like seven guys in a suite, and we had the middle one. And like it, immediately, you would go out and spend your last dollar on groceries, and all of a sudden, all the other guys were magically in your room wanting whatever it is that you could, you know, and so... Uh, I remember my roommate and I, we were, like, we got to where we would just hide our food, particularly from this, this other sweet mate, uh, who shall not be named, um, but it just got so bad, because he'd be like, he'd be like, are y'all got any food in here? And, and we would be like, no, no, and uh, we eventually started, like, locking the door and turning the light off and acting like we were, we were in there. We were great friends. We're, we're, we're really great friends. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if so, if one of you, right, got hungry, so let's just pick Ryan, for instance, right? So if Ryan shows up at your house this Tuesday night at 2 a.m. and needs some bread, who's going to give Ryan some bread? Let's quick show of hands. Let's just see who's in Ryan's corner. Okay, good. One, two, three. Okay, Ryan, you've got a collection. You're going you're gonna to be okay at least for a night. So, um, yeah, so here's this Here's a scenario, okay? Your friend has traveled, has finally made it to your place. It's late. You're sort of obliged to provide this person with a meal. And for this time and place, a meal involves some bread, okay? And that's how it is in our house, too. You know, we got to have some bread. And, uh, and remember, hospitality is a, is, a, is a really big deal here. And Jesus' listeners would have known this. And so the question that Jesus is, is posing here with this little parable is, can any of you, okay, imagine a situation in which one of you would go to a friend in your little village in the middle of the night and be told he could not get up to give his friend some bread because he and his family were asleep? right? Would this neighbor turn away from his, his friend in the middle of the night and allow him to be uh, shamed and experience this sort of community shame, right? And the answer to that would be no, right? Jesus is posing, Jesus is asking a question in a way that, uh, that he's, that is expecting a negative response, right? We could see this if we were looking actually in the Greek and whatnot. But he's saying, no, this, this would be an unthinkable thing, this would be unimaginable in a, in a Galilean village, right? This would be shameful for everyone involved. And so I want to pause here because we're going to come back. All right, so next we get to this wonderful section often uh, titled. So if you're reading this again in your, your Bible, there would probably be some sort of title or subheading that said asking, seeking, knocking that we just we put in there. <laughs> Verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Some of us are already thinking, like, are you sure about that, Jesus? Because, yeah. Verse 11. Is there anyone among you if your child asks for a fish, we'll give a snake instead of a fish. Or if a child asks for an egg, we'll give a scorpion 
I feel like my dad tried that one time. It was, it was not cool. If you then, who are evil, this is sort of a synonym for just saying human, not God, uh, in, in this context in particular. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, so we sort of moved on to this next section. We're going somewhere. And the underlying premise for this next part, part two of this section, is not friend, but uh, it's parent. We're just writing words. Writing words. Look at someone and say, my parent! That, that works a little less. It works a little less. It worked with friend. Verse, uh, yeah, so in this text, verse 11, this question, is there anyone among you? Is there one among you? Again, it's just sort of like uh, it's, it's expecting a negative response. Uh, is, there, is there one among you that, uh, right, your kids, okay, kids, can you imagine asking your mom for a, what's up, you really want? A dog. Okay. Can you imagine asking, asking your mom for a dog and your mom s- gives you a... Sure, honey. Oh, what? Okay, that's, that's not how it's supposed to go, Melanie. Oh, a what? <laughs> a no, a no? <laughs> a scorpion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we never know how these things are going to go. Yes, or, or asking your mom for, uh, you know, or imagine asking your dad, okay, for something uh, yummy, huh? A balance beam, okay, and your dad gave you, uh, you know, a hole in the ground, like, would, would you, <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. yeah, the context is, is chipping away. Imagine... Imagine asking your dad for uh, a, a juicy, yummy, delicious carrot and your dad giving you a bag of Skittles, right? Totally not healthy at all, all right? Uh, just, just totally, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. You got to stick to the script on this one, you know? It's like. So, okay. If your child, if you have children, you can think about it. If your child, whom you love uncontrollably, uncontrollably, asks for something to nourish their body, would you, or even the evil bizarro version of you, give your child instead something to do them bodily harm? Of course not. Does God give us things that don't nourish us? Can God do that? Here's the deal. Um, Jesus has been building up this, this whole thing, and uh, I want to quickly cir- circle back to this first part of the scripture, and then we're going to try to land this plan. Um, so back to this parable. We look at verse 8, and I want you to kind of find, well, I don't think it's marked in your handout, but I'm going to read it. And if you have a, if you have a pencil or a pen, I'm going to get you to circle this. Uh, He says, I tell you, even though he will not get up, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence. So if you want to circle that, if you are able to circle that, his persistence, 
his persistence, uh, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. Okay, so we're going to get a little Bible nerdy real quick, and then we're going to try to go somewhere and close this thing out. So uh, the NRSV translates this, this persistence as persistence. Um, the, the NIV translates it a little worse as like boldness. But the, the Greek word here is, uh, I'm going to botch this because I, I, it's been a while. Uh, oh, that's not it right there. Anadia. So uh, the Greek word says his anadia, okay? Uh, and so um, the issue, uh, so this is not a super common word in, in scripture, but we do know the word in Greek, and it's uh, always, translated, always translated as like shamelessness, okay? Uh, anadia. But the situation is because of the difficulty in, in figuring out in the Greek what this term anadia has to do with this scenario, translators almost always translate it as persistence, but it's problematic because there are no other ancient texts that translates anadia as persistence, okay? This is, the, we're going somewhere, so just, just hold that. And so, uh, also, if you look at this text, we don't really know who his is, okay? There's pronoun ambiguity, okay? His could be his anadia. His could be his anadia. We don't know. It just says his anadia. We don't know which his it is. Are you with me? And so there's sort of room here for discussion. So the friend outside the home, if it's his anadia, we'd have to say, we'd have to, we'd have to say something like uh, his persistence, which is kind of what we've come up with. But if it's his anadia, well, at that point, we can use some, some version of the actual translation, his, his shamelessness, right? So it's really interesting to think about that either translation is technically possible from what, but from what we know about friendship and what we know about this sort of honor-shame code, okay, that existed in this day, understanding that the sleeper would be shameless for refusing a friend's request would be sort of an unthinkable situation, okay? So, again, he's not, Jesus is like, so he's not going to get up and give you bread because He's bugging him to death, but he's going to give up and give him bread at least because of honor, at least because so that he avoids being shamed and shaming his family and shaming his friend and shaming his whole community. Are you with me this morning? Jesus' listeners would have been like, yeah, yeah. So here's why this matters this morning. Okay? The disciples are asking Jesus for a lesson on prayer. Lord, teach us how to pray. 
And instead of Jesus saying, well, let me get the list here. Here's one. Here's thing two you need to do. Here's thing three you need to do. Here's how you should do it. Make sure you close your eyes. Make sure you really drive it home. Knock, 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 knock. No, that's, that's not how Jesus responds. The disciples ask Jesus how to pray, and Jesus gives them a lesson and tells them about the character of God. Are you with me this morning? He asks, he asks how, how do we pray? And Jesus says, oh, let's talk about the nature of God. This is so good this morning. We, you see, we always want to read this text as if you and I, as if this, this prayer and this parable and this whole section, as if you and I are sort of the central actors in prayer, okay? In this work called prayer, as if it's about our persistence, as if it's about our action. Isn't that like really audacious to think about, right? Rather than God? This is sort of a classic uh, this is what we call like a classic, there's actually a word for this, but uh, I call it like a how much more teaching, right? Jesus is like setting up for the serve here in this text, right? Lord, teach us to pray. Okay, well, let me tell you about the kind of God who is our God, one who loves and one who opens, a God who gives, a God who is more than your best friend, who is more than your community, who is more than an honor code, who is more than, uh, right, your, your parent even, right? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father? Are you with me this morning? This morning, if you think your community, your neighbor, your friend, your parent, your spouse, uh, your father loves you, right, is willing to give you good, good gifts, well, well, just hold on because your heavenly father, right, Lord, teach us how to pray. Well, well, let me tell you who you're talking to, right? This is essentially what Jesus is saying, right, that God, man, Guys, this is something for us to marinate on this morning. That, that God loves you so much and is in your corner and is with you and for you and for your good and for your well-being and for your nourishment. That's who God is. And that's so crucial for us to take in this morning. Thank you. Thank you. I'll hold that right here. This, of course, isn't to say that we have no part to play, that it's that we shouldn't also be in this relationship with God, that we aren't also called to faithfulness, right? Because, of course, the more we lean into this, the more that we get. But, man, God is ready to open that door for us, right? All right, this last point, and then we're, then we're, we're done. We can't skip over it at the very end because it's sort of a little bit of an elephant in the room. And it says, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? It's like, what? The, the Holy Spirit? Were we talking about the Holy Spirit? Like, we were talking about bread, and then we were talking about fish, and we were talking about eggs. It's like, the Holy Spirit wasn't even on the grocery list. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, what are we, the Holy Spirit? I, th I think that's so interesting. But it's a reminder, Right. There is no good, better, good gift 
than the Holy Spirit, than God himself, right? She is the gift that keeps on giving in which all good things are held, the bass note to which all good melodies are played, right? And the more that you and I are able to open our lives up to the work of the Holy Spirit, man, that's where the mojo happens. And so this morning, I don't think it's any surprise that in the end, we find that, that God is the true bestest, goodest gift of all. So let me pray for us, and then we've got a, a little bit more uh, to do this morning in our, in our liturgy, and then we'll be done. So. Lord, thank you for um, a moment here to dig into something uh, and what it means to pray, God, to what it means to know you and to know that you are a God who aboundingly loves us. In your name we pray. Amen.